Foundations of Amateur Radio Amateur radio is an activity that falls between two camps, those who think of it as a service and those who approach it as a hobby. I think that the notion of amateur radio as a service is often repeated, but in my time as part of this community I've seen little evidence of actual service. That said, the idea of amateur radio as a service is often linked to emergency communications. For example, a phrase used by the Wireless Institute of Australia is Amateur Radio, a trusted partner in emergency response. On a page outlining the long and fabled history of our hobby in service to the community in times of emergency. Mind you, none of them in the past decade. If we look at the idea of amateur radio as an emergency response, what does that look like today, and how might we best be of service? The question that prompted this discussion centred around the best mode to use for emergency communications, and was presented in the context of a tool that links HF radio with email. But is that really the best way to communicate in an emergency? I mean, picture this. You're on a boat in the middle of the ocean. It's the small hours of the morning. You're asleep, and your boat just sailed into a submerged container, and now you're sinking. So the first thing you do is fire up your laptop, your radio, and link the two to send an email over HF to get help. Alternatively, your community has just been hit by a natural disaster, and the power grid went down. And the first thing you do is use as much battery-hungry complex technology as possible to get the word out. So until we can send email or a short message directly from our amateur radio transceiver, and I have no doubt that some bright spark is working on that, there are better ways to make contact in case of an emergency. From a mode perspective, at the bottom of the pile is Morse code. I say bottom not because it's a poor way of communicating, but it doesn't require much in order to get working. You could essentially use a car battery and splatter your emergency communications around. One downside is that you'd need to learn Morse code, and while you're in the middle of an emergency is probably not the best time. If you're on a sinking boat in the middle of the ocean, you're likely going to use a HF radio, or an emergency beacon, or even a satellite phone. But if you're on land, dry or not, and if you're not an amateur, your best bet is to find a 27 MHz AM citizens band radio, so you can make enough noise to have people come and find you. The reality, more likely than not, is that emergency services are outside the danger zone waiting for authorities to permit entry. It should be clear by now that there are several levels of emergency communications before we get to amateur radio. That said, if you have an amateur radio, then you're likely going to use voice communications over SSB on HF or FM on VHF or UHF. Now, you might ask about communications going the other way, from outside the emergency zone, where power and sunshine are plentiful, where you can use a computer without issues. Only thing is that if it's all peaches, why are you attempting to link your radio to HF, when on the balance of probability there's a mobile phone sitting in your pocket? A couple of months ago, there was a 12-hour network outage at one of the two main telephone networks affecting nearly 40% of the population of Australia. It was recently revealed that during that time, almost 2,700 people could not call emergency services on either their mobile or landline, let alone use the internet. You could argue that this is an actual emergency, 
But is amateur radio really the vehicle for making contact? I mean, you're trying to call emergency services, your phone isn't working, so rather than use a telephone on another network, you go and find your nearest radio amateur and ask them to call for an ambulance on their HF radio? Where does this leave us? In my opinion, the notion that your shack is going to be used for emergency response is fanciful. That's not to say that there isn't a place for radio amateurs. Far from it. If you really want to be of service, learn how to operate your radio well. Make a plan to work through if you hear a distress call while you monitor emergency HF frequencies. Visit the local emergency services to see if they offer training for radio amateurs and make yourself available in case of emergency. And you're more likely to be a service than if you sat in your shack polishing your valves. If you're so inclined, planning for the next emergency, start asking questions. Find out what the plans are for your emergency AM broadcast network. Learn how things might break, and perhaps then you might consider amateur radio as a service to the community. Just not in the way you might have thought. Next time I'll explore the reality of amateur radio as an emergency response. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima, Alpha Bravo.